Hey, pretty people. So writing books is not the only thing that I do. On my website, I also have an eShop where I sell things like cute animal pillows, candy-themed AirPod cases, Pokemon building block sets, and more. And the shipping is free. Also, if you subscribe to my email list, you'll get a 10% off coupon for everything currently available. I occasionally do giveaways that are exclusive to subscribers, so don't miss out. Sign up today. The Demetrius Show podcast covers a variety of topics concerning mental health. This occasionally includes topics such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and thoughts some people may find distressing to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Each episode dealing with mental health is meant to be a general discussion and not meant to take the place of advice or treatment from any licensed medical professional. If you are needing mental health advice and or treatment, please speak with a mental health professional. You know, if people want to try you, they want to try you. But, you know, when I'm in the workplace, I do my thing. I mind my business. I turn in my stuff and then I go home. That's pretty much me. So if you want to try me, I don't know what the issue is, but we can talk it out like adults. So to get a break from talking about dating so much, I wanted to circle back to a topic I've touched on previously, work. (laughs) Since I've posted my episode about being gay in the workplace, I've been noticing a shift online and offline towards LGBTQ individuals, especially those like myself, who kind of fall into the category of other. Needless to say, it's getting pretty dangerous for us right now. And for those like myself, it really skews what little optimism we have towards life in general. But especially when it comes to our jobs. Look, we're in a recession. I don't care what the media says. Rent on average in Dallas is like $1,200. And that's the low end where you still might have to deal with roaches. If you want a carton of eggs, you might have to buy them and pay them over time with the firm. That's how bad it is. So needless to say, many of us, are already one paycheck away from catastrophe. And for LGBTQ people, a catastrophe is the last thing we need right now. So how do we navigate the workplace and ensure that our environment is safe, welcoming, and stable? Well, we're going to try to answer those questions today. So let's get started. Welcome to The Demetrius Show, where I learn how to walk through my shadows Picking the flowers I've grown through sheer resilience. And I may not know enough yet to start teaching, but I'm going to keep convincing you to keep pushing. I'm Demetrius, and this is my life after speaking. So I wanted to bring back my friends Alex and Grant to talk about their work experiences. I've talked to Grant previously about work, and I've talked to Alex about relationship dynamics. I wanted to get three separate and distinct LGBTQ voices to speak about their experiences in the workplace. So if it's all right with y'all, let's just jump right into it. All right. Well, my name is Alex. I'm an art and culture journalist based in Dallas. I have been published in Variety, MTV, GQ, Men's Health, and several others. Sorry, you can hear my dog. Uh, (laughs) yawning in the background and yeah so i kind of have my pulse on you know the latest in art and entertainment all right and my name is grant i am a civil and environmental engineer and i work in the dallas fort worth area and i work primarily in uh, private design consulting so what was y'all's week like so far at work 
My week's been pretty good, pretty smooth. I mean, last week was a pretty big week. I had like a couple really big things happen last week, but now it's just pretty chill, pretty, you know, downbeat, as I would say. This week's been pretty good. Busy as always, but good busy, thankfully. Well, I've had a very interesting week. Some news is that I started a new job as of last week. So I've been going through all the onboarding and training and getting to know more about the company that I started with. And boy, do I have a lot to say about it. But that's where my week is. Well, well, someone's got a little action going on there. Congratulations. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. So Grant, I know you and I previously spoke about a lot of things when it comes to being out in the workplace and being just LGBTQ in the workplace. But I wanted to ask the two of you, do you talk about your personal life at work, just your personal life in general? I'll say that as a gay man, I have always had to tread carefully about what I talk about involving my personal life, especially with regard to my sexuality. And you just have to feel out the conversation and understand what aspects of your personal life can be shared. Some easing topics that you can talk about are like, you know, where are you going on vacation? What are you doing with your PTO? And the other things that are somewhat private are things like appointment, are you going to, you know, this medical thing, that therapy appointment. But everyone seems to keep that on the down low. But of course, when it comes to your sexuality, you really have to feel out your environments, especially if you're in a sexual minority. And especially if you're in an office environment as well, you have to put up a wall and a certain number of people will pass that. And I, it's something I call the vibe check. Basically means you've mm-hmm. learned their vibe and their limits as to what a conversation can include. And you've established that they're cool and you can trust them and you form an inner circle that you keep closed. So that's how I navigate the workspace. Do you, do people really ask you like about your appointments and stuff, like what they're for? Fortunately, no. So any kind of calendar invites will put like private appointments. And that just means that you're out of the office and you don't have to say where you're going or what yeah, it is. I guess, like, I feel like that's a rule of thumb, like in general, like you wouldn't ask like a lady, like, you know, hey, what is your doctor's appointment for? Just in case they have like a, like, you know, they have to go to the lady doctor, you know? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, the other day, someone asked me like, oh, because I stopped eating, t- intaking so much sugar. Thanks to my convo with the gut nurse, if you're listening. I noticed someone was like, hey, is that Starbucks? And I was like, no, it's not actually, because I stopped drinking Starbucks for sugar and all that other stuff. It's just black tea. And she was like, oh my gosh, did you go to the doctor? Did like something happen? I'm just like, lady, get out of my business. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not drinking Starbucks every day like I used to. So I was curious. Yeah, I was curious about that. Alex, what about you? Do you get personal at work? I mean, to an extent, not like, you know, I'm not like saying like, oh my God, this person was doing some trifling shit last night. But, you know, they are, most of the people I work with are aware that I am bisexual. But I mean, I use gender neutral pronouns like when talking about people. I mean, I myself use he, him pronouns, but whenever I'm talking about like people, like, I'll say, oh, my partner and I went to go have sushi or like my partner and I have been watching this show. Like, I mean, I definitely do talk about my relationship from time to time, but I'm not like, you know, I mean, I've gauged the situation. I'm not going to like talk about like sex and stuff or anything that will get me sent to HR or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to say, oh, we had an argument over this or something. You know, there's some things that like, and that's not necessarily because, you know, I'm ashamed to hide anything, but, you know, like, 
if my partner and I have an argument, that's between my partner and I. It's not between, you know, my coworkers and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I'm a lot more reserved just because I just don't want people feeling like they can have free reign in my personal life, especially at work. I'm just, I'm there to work and do my eight hours and go home. And so for me, I, that's really where it comes from. I just don't want to put myself too much out there, not because I'm ashamed or anything like you mentioned, Alex, but more so because I just don't want y'all in my business. Like you don't need to be in my business for me to do my job. So Typically, you know, I may mention a few things like, oh, yeah, I went to visit my parents or whatever. But I know sometimes they'll ask like, oh, do you have any plans this weekend? And I'm like, what is it? The Devil Wears Prada. She's like, any plans this weekend? And what's her name's like, yes. (laughs) I'm not that bad, but that's kind of how I feel. Like, I do. Thank you. And I'm kind of the same way, like even on social media, more and more like, you know, I'll put like my work out there, like my writing out there. But like, as far as my personal life, I'll be like, oh, like whenever I'll, I'll text a friend like about like, oh, hey, I don't live here anymore. Here's my new address. If you want to think up there like, oh, I didn't know you moved or like, you know, cause, like I keep like personal milestones to myself or like if I show up like at a, you know, an event for work like, with my partner, like, oh, I didn't know you were dating someone. And, you know, I love it. I love that like people can like see my social accounts and like not know a thing about my personal life. And I'm free to like kind of just live my personal life in peace, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's and I good. think something like this goes for everybody, especially if, you know, you see work as something that you just go there and make your money and that's it. You don't want to unpack anything at work. And this can be not just for LGBTQ people, but even cis straight people, you know, they don't want to reveal parts of their personal life at work. So everyone has their own walls that they want to keep up. And that's totally valid. Right. Yeah, that is for sure. As LGBTQ people, how much do you feel that we should be able to share about our personal lives at work i mean i feel like we should be able to do it like as much as straight people can you know like within reason like you know i should be able to talk about like my dating life and my partner freely but i mean you know i mean about like sex and stuff i mean like you know i don't want to hear about you know that orgy you had the other night or like actually i kind of do i mean i'm totally down to hear that but i mean you know um (laughs) but you know i mean like you know i don't necessarily want to like hear it from you know everyone i meet and i know like you know even if like straight people were to talk about like you know their sex lives you would probably get a call to hr Mm-hmm. within the next hour or something but you know just within reason just like as much as the average person would be able to talk about you know yeah, and sure. one other thing to point out is that sexuality does not necessarily mean sex and some people when they're asked to state the definition of gay or lesbian some people will just say something as simple as it's when a boy likes a boy or a girl likes a girl and it has nothing to do with sex so you know when you talk about your family life you know who your partner is who your kids, whether they're, you know, your biological kids are adopted, that should be fair game for everybody. Right. Yeah, exactly. In a heteronormative society. And unfortunately, it's not fair game in many work environments. Individually, Garant, you've touched on how comfortable you are with sharing a lot of your personal life. Alex, you have as well. For me, for me personally, I know that I could, you know, be a lot more open and still be able to retain my job because I kick ass in general at my job. But I also understand the hesitancy, especially in a corporate environment, 
of sharing like your, even though I work at a place that's very, poses himself as very LGBTQ friendly, I'll put it that way. And, but I still know that there are still office politics and you still have to play the game sometimes. And you still have to present yourself a certain way. And I know that there could still be some people who are just like, I mean, y'all have pride events and things like this, but I still feel like I need to not be as open about that still. And I can see where they're coming from because yeah, sure. The company can support gay people, but your team, your department, you know, your location, in America, you know, can still affect your ability to move up in a particular given situation or just be happy with coming to work. You can have a horrible tyrant, bigoted asshole of a boss and who is, you know, protected by HR for some reason. And so you don't feel comfortable being your complete self, even in that instance. Yeah, no, I definitely get, you know, having to play the game. Thankfully, not where I am now, but, you know, in jobs I've had in the past, I think before I like was doing journalism full time, I was like an office assistant at a private university in Dallas. You know, I won't say the exact (laughs) name, but if you're from around here, you can probably guess. But yeah, it was very much white cis straight men's game at the time. At my job, my new job, actually, we have what's called employee network groups where people who belong to a particular group or class can come together and, you know, talk about their struggles in real life and, you know, how they are, how they share things in common in the workplace. We have one for women in engineering. We have one for people of color and we also have one for LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. which is fantastic. That being said, my new job's in a virtual environment. So, you know, I'm not in an office environment. So when I'm talking to people on the phone, I still have to be careful about what I say to who. Absolutely. I totally agree with that and understand. We have what's called, well, I won't say what it's called, but we have stuff like that, similar to that, where you can connect with people who we have for LGBTQ, of course, We have one specifically for Black women and one for specifically for just general Black people to be a part of. And it's good that we have those and everything like that. But then again, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it just depends on the scenario that you're in for the work environment, everything like that. But I'm glad to to know that there are more places that have those groups for you to network in and possibly find a mentor Maybe someone who is in a higher position, who maybe isn't in your department, say, but who is someone who can kind of look out for you, you know, if you decide to come out and really own that and, you know, seek other opportunities within your organization. So I encourage people to do that. If you have one, join one. I've joined one at my current position. And I think I did a panel last year where we talked about the differences between people who are out and people, well, no, not the differences between people who are out, but differences between people who are very feminine and flamboyant and people who are not in the workplace. And so I was, of course, speaking for the flamboyant people. 
And people resonated with that. So there are people out there who, if you're a part of these groups and you are in a higher level position, there are people out there that need your mentorship. They need for you to advocate for them and they need for you to reach out and show them that it's possible to exist in these spaces. Sometimes you, like I mentioned, like we've all mentioned, you got to play the game, but that's just corporate. But I highly encourage you all, if you are like an executive director or anything of that nature to you know, make yourself available to that. So talking about differences, when is it, can you think of a time where you notice a difference between how straight employees were treated at work versus your LGBTQ peers? This is something that I have kind of subconsciously applied to my life as a whole. And I realized this very recently, but I realized that I am a white cis male and I am straight passing. And that's significant because I am treated based on how I'm perceived. And when you're perceived as something that's considered the norm, then you may end up being unaware of the treatment that others are receiving. So I have to really take that in stride. But I also realize that I am straight passing because it's a self-defense mechanism that I have pre-programmed from childhood all the way through adolescence and adulthood. And that is how I survive in my environment, to be you know, quite honest. But you know, given my position as a cis, white, straight passing gay man, I have to keep my eyes extra peeled to see how others are treated that are not what I am. Fortunately, I've never seen it directed at others, but I'll admit I'm kind of oblivious to it, but you know, like you said, I, I should be paying more attention to it. But I'm glad I haven't seen it. But if I do see it, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it and you know speak up because we are encouraged to speak up if something does happen because we live in a time where that's becoming increasingly intolerable and it's a, a violation, it's harassment, it's discrimination. You can't do that in the workplace. So right. when you see it, you report it, and you know you don't have to, shouldn't have to worry about retaliation because. That's forbidden too. But again, still playing the game. Okay, back on what uh, Grant said. I mean, you know, him, like, I liked how he acknowledged that he is a straight passing person. Me, I feel like I could be straight passing if I wanted to. I don't really care to be. But yeah, but, you know, I did notice, like, sometimes people would go to lunch, you know, without me, like, a lot of, like, the people, and this was, like, at my old job at the predominantly white private university that like you know during lunch some people would go without me or like and you know i thought it was like because i was the new dude but then like the person who was hired after me was like invited to all these things and i'm just like okay you know what fuck them i don't need them but you know i don't think anybody really like said anything directly to me or like said anything in my presence that kind of set off an alarm during that time but you know i have people like in everyday life that asks me about like gender pronouns or like you know they say oh why does this person use they them pronouns you know that's not grammatically correct or like i just don't understand it and Mm -hmm. you know i mean i'm not like i don't want to say like i'm not like super like flamboyant and you know that's not me saying like oh i'm not flamboyant but it's also like me saying like you know i'm just kind of the very simple minimalistic natured kind of person but And I think because of that, people feel comfortable saying things to me that they wouldn't feel comfortable saying to someone who is more expressive or is more gender non-conforming, you know? Right. Yeah, I understand that completely. 
Absolutely. It's like, it's like, why would you feel comfortable saying that to me, knowing that I am a member of the LGBTQ community, but, you know, you wouldn't dare say that to someone else who was more expressive. Right. No, they wouldn't. Absolutely, they wouldn't, for sure. I've seen that firsthand, not just at work, but in general, where they're like, oh my gosh, there's a dramatic queen, you know, who has to be the center of attention and stuff. And it's just like, you know what? Like I've said it, I think I said it on a previous episode even, where I think there are people on the more feminine side who, quote unquote, make it their whole personality. And there are people who are on the masculine side who make straight being as straight passing as possible so that they blend in more their whole personality. So it's just a matter of just respecting people regardless because you don't, you know, there's a reason behind all of that. You know, I won't get into it now because we'll be here all day. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason why people do those things. And it's a lot of things that are internalized. And at the end of the day, if you're just treating each other with respect, that allows those people to kind of have the space to work those things out within themselves anyway. So for me, that's really what that comes down to. For my experiences, seeing people who are treated differently, LGBTQ versus straight, I worked with kids, of course, for about 10 years. And the difference in just how men are treated versus women are already kind of off anyway, because I remember I was working a job in a daycare facility while I was in college and everything. And the men weren't allowed to change diapers. Like you can't be a man and change diapers or help out and change diapers. And they really didn't even want you in like the the infant rooms at all. So, which I was like, whatever, y'all can change these funky ass diapers. I ain't got to change nothing. But, and then it, it got more into, I noticed where I got a job as a supervisor at a gym in the kids section. That's what I was hired for. And I did a really good job. You know, the kids... When the parents had Zumba class, we had kid Zumba class, kid, whatever else class they were taking, had a kid version of it. Nobody else was doing that. But I would get complaints. They would be like, my supervisor would tell me, yeah, someone came and they were like, um, you know, why do you have, why is there a gay dude as like the main um, supervisor of the kids department? That kind of just seems weird, you know, sort of thing. And then after a while, I did start getting treated really weird by everyone in general there. And that was when I learned, especially kind of how I am now in a corporate environment where I'm just like, I'm here to work and I don't want to be bothered with y'all at all. I want to do my job. I want to be known for doing my job. I want to be known for doing excellent things so that on paper, it doesn't matter what you think because Mm. you can't do anything to me anyway. So... That's why I say that I understand why people have that hesitancy because we are seeing, you know, in the news and everything where there's just this people's minds are just warped by what certain political proponents are telling them and instilling in them and indoctrinating them to think. And they're not thinking for themselves. They're just going with, you know, whatever talking point they feel is right or what they believe in. And so it, it it really does become where people feel like they aren't safe to be themselves at work. Because what if the next president we get is like, nope, can't say gay at all, whether you're at school or not. And then they've already come out and it's not like they can just go back, you know. So I completely understand that. 
I completely understand that. And I have experienced where I was one of those people that was treated differently. And that sucked. Um, luckily, I was able to leave that place and go somewhere else. But not everyone is that lucky. And so I just want to mention that, that I see, I see you guys, I see what it is that you experience. And I see what it is that drives you to just be kind of unsure about your position in general, as well as in the workplace. So talking about individual experiences, we are all of us within the LGBTQ umbrella on this call, but we have very different experiences from one another, I feel like. So I guess my next question is, or not really question, but because we have such different experiences, I guess I just want to see how different they are. So I know for me personally, I'll go first. For me being a very feminine Black gay man, going to work and I sometimes have on heels and everything. I know that if people had the opportunity to treat me differently and to discard me as a person, they would, but I don't give them that opportunity because I do everything excellently. And I think it goes back to a lot of just the black experience in general, where we feel like we have to do our job 10 times better anyway. Because if we do not, then it just, we immediately get targeted and cast aside and not taken seriously. So it's just, it's this hypervigilance that I always have whenever I, in any work environment where it's like, nope, I'm going to make sure that I'm always on point, that everything is documented, emails are kept for 500 years, printed out, like all of that. I do that. And it's some it, some people are like, oh my God, that's overkill. And I'm like, no, it's not. Because I guarantee you, somewhere down the line, someone's going to say, why, you, why didn't you do this? And I'm going to have to pull up the email where word for word, this is exactly what I did and why. And you were a part of this conversation. Happens all the time. And so that being a normal thing for me, it's not the same for people who aren't like me, who aren't flamboyant and black and they don't always already have a target on their back anyway much less when they're in the workplace just in general you know as a gay straight passing man let's say (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the workplace something that's unique to me is that you know the people that have learned that i'm gay usually are women and that's because they have passed my vibe check for whatever reason and it's usually women because There's something about women. I feel like I can trust them with my sexuality. I feel like, you know, they're going to treat me with more love and respect and kindness in that kind of environment. And I have formed those relationships in front of other people. And sometimes those relationships have gotten, let's just say, a little flirtatious. You know, I would go hang out with my gal pals at work and we'd be, you know, cutting up a little bit. And then some of the guys at work think that we're flirting or that I like them. Some even thought we were fucked. But then what happens next is they approach the female coworker and they're like, there's something going on between you two. Like, what's going on? And then the female coworker has to be like, okay, you think we're flirting, but he's actually gay. That's why he's so close with me. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. So there have been multiple instances of that where 
you know, people have learned that I'm gay in the workplace because of the relationships that I formed with female coworkers. And it went through that process because I'm straight passing. Mm. People don't think that I'm gay if I'm flirting with a female coworker, if I am perceived a certain way. And it's kind of, I, I think it's entertaining when I come out to people inadvertently and they're shocked or surprised or they're caught off guard. So that's been my experience. It's never been a negative experience. In fact, I, I take it in stride, but I'm sure many people who are in my position and are perceived similar ways as me in a workplace could probably relate. So that's mine. I get it. I get it. And, you know, like there have been like some instances like, you know, I mean, I, I'm very friendly, but some people like mistake that for flirtiness. And, you know, when you are like openly bisexual, you know, people don't always know what to make of it. And, you know, I remember one instance um, back in like 2018, 2019, like there was like someone I worked with and, you know, we kind of had like a running joke about how like I was her work husband, she was uh, my work wife. And then uh, one time we were like at like a work dinner and then her actual husband was there and he's like, oh, so I hear you're my wife's work husband. And I don't know, it, it seemed like it was coming from a really like place of jealousy and I was just like assuring like the husband hey you know nothing's going on between us it's just like a whole friendly thing it's not serious and yeah and but, but that's like another thing a lot of straight men are very like overprotective in a very traditionally masculine way I feel too Grant with your situation do you ever feel like they feel threatened that you are able to easily navigate having relationships with your female co-workers? I look at body language. Mm -hmm. There was one male co-worker who learned that I was gay through being close to a female co-worker. And I can tell that every time we passed each other, he had a certain look like, like I'm watching you. Like mm -hmm. he was being protective of one co-worker, whereas, you know, other male co-workers have opened up to me even more. And they're like, hey, he's a chill dude. I like him. So it's, it's very mixed. You never know what you're going to get, but you have to read your audience and you still you don't back down you still you know bring yourself to work as you are mm -hmm. and if they try to start stuff with you then you know you make it known that that's not the place to do that so it, it's just case by case basis so slightly off topic <laughs> so have you have either of you ever had to like that someone someone try you in some kind of way and if you if you've ever experienced that, how did you handle that? I know that's a little bit off topic, but I'm just curious. I mean, like with the whole work husband, work wife thing, I mean, I feel like, you know, if I wasn't like being like straightforward about it, if I would have just been like, oh, yeah, I mean, you're girl like talking at work. If I would have just like egged him on, I feel like he would have like gotten mad. But I was just like reassured him like, no, I mean, we just do our thing. We're not like doing anything like behind your back. Like, I don't know. I feel like honesty is the best policy. And, you mm -hmm. know, you just got to be yourself, be you. And, you know, if people want to try you, they want to try you. But, you know, when I'm in the workplace, I do my thing. I mind my business. I turn in my stuff and then I go home. That's pretty much me. So if you want to try me, I don't know what the issue is, but we can talk it out like adults. Yeah. I, I want to just uh, jump in real quick because you said you had that work husband, work wife dynamic with someone. I had that too. In fact, you know, I had a work wife and when I was about to have my work wife number two, I was like, well, I already have a work wife. You can be my work mistress. And then I was friends with an older lady at work and I'm just like, you can be my work mom. How about that? 
And so I think people kind of understood that I had that dynamic with uh, those female coworkers. But fortunately, no one's ever, you know, come up to me and tried me because I feel like I had established my reputation in that workplace as someone who is serious and hardworking. And I know when to put on my serious face um, and keep it separate from my silly face, you know. So it's all about how you present yourself in certain modes. So if you can keep that separate and people understand that you can do that, then there's no reason to have beef with you. At absolutely. least as my experience. Yeah, usually. Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all are so calm. I just wanted to, that was, that was curious because certainly, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, I just cuss people out at work, but if someone does try me, I, I guess I gather them like, but professionally. I usually, especially if it's over email, like I'm a writer, you're not going to win. I'm sorry. And so that's when the whole, well, actually on day such and such 2019, you said this and that's when, like, that's when it comes into play where I have to be like, uh, let's, let's just shut this down completely. But there, there have been instances where I have had to like go in a conference room with someone and be like, look, you... I don't know what the deal is, but we're going to hash it out. And then we're, I'm going to go back to doing my job. And then you're just going to leave me alone and go back to doing your job like you're supposed to, which you're not doing right now, that type of thing. And I was not calm about it. I was, you know, very much trying to make it understood that this is not how it's going to go. So, yeah, I was just curious because I know times will come up where, you know, Someone will try you. And I feel like sometimes, depending on how you present, people will be more comfortable trying you versus others. Like we've mentioned earlier, because I was a supervisor and that was a part of it. That was a part of what would make some of my direct reports, you know, think that they could talk to people any kind of way or me any kind of way. It was because who is this feminine gay guy that's trying to tell me what to do? Then I'd have to be like, well, actually, I shouldn't have to tell you what to do at all because you're an adult, but you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So it's actually more embarrassing for you than anything else. And so that's, that's you know, that's kind of how I'd have to handle things. But yeah, just curious, just curious what y'all's little, what y'all's experiences were with that. So on to something a little bit more positive. How do you feel that companies, what do you feel that companies can do to make sure that it feels as inclusive as possible for LGBTQ employees? I mean, you know, like, I just like treat me like you would like anyone else. But also like I, where I am now, where I am now, I definitely feel like I'm valued, like my presence is appreciated. And you know, and sometimes they do value like my expertise and what I bring to the table. Like they'll sometimes they'll ask me, hey, can you look over this marketing deck and make sure like it's, you know, safe to uh, if it makes sure it's like politically correct, make sure it's conscious for Latinx people, Hispanic people, LGBTQ mm -hmm. people. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I value that. I value being able to do that. I mean, because like if a straight person is looking over it or if a white person is looking over it, it might not get, you know, all, all the little details, you know, it might, there might be something that could be considered offensive that a straight person wouldn't catch or a white person wouldn't catch, you know, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. So like where my voice is valued and where, you know, my insight is appreciated. You know, for some people, for people who are LGBT, some may see work as just a place to make a paycheck and having an anti-discrimination policy in place is just really the only you know, barrier that needs to be 
broken down, meaning that you won't be fired for existing in that space. And that's enough for some people. But for others where, you know, let's just say they're committing a majority of their waking hours to their job, they want to make sure that they are, you know, not just sane, but like you said, Alex, appreciated and wanted and valued in that space. And having those groups and networks available to them, you know, just so that they have some sort of sense of validation or uh, community that others have are leading by example and that, hey, this space is for you. And we want you here and we value you. And, and that goes a long way. But, you know, I can see both sides of, you know, what is considered enough and what more can be done. It, you, you just got to find the right employer, but not everyone is lucky enough to, you know, land in that right employer. Unfortunately, I have some friends who work at some places that are very hostile towards LGBTQ and they very much drink the Ron DeSantis Kool-Aid. So it, it's unfortunate that they do not have, do not feel like they have that job security that they so desperately need, that we all so desperately need right now. And so, yeah, it, I think I agree with you, Grant, when you mention the foundation of that being that you're not going to be fired based on discrimination. Having that, like, not just as a policy for companies, but thankfully we mostly have it kind of in the legal world and everything else. But absolutely, I agree with that. I agree. I will say that, and I want to also echo the sentiment of appreciation and being consistent in your, not just your appreciation of your LGBTQ community employees, but also of just kind of standing firm and being consistent and re-emphasizing certain things. So like right now would be a great opportunity for a lot of companies with everything that's going on with all of the attacks against transgender people, feminine presenting people, what have you, for them to say, look, we know what's going on in the world, but we want to make it very clear that this is a safe space for you. My job did do that. They told people, they said, hey, they sent out a, like a thing this weekend and said, hey, just be on guard. You know, we're seeing where people are organizing and attacking transgender people because of the school shooting, people are becoming, you know, radicalized and everything. So just be on guard, be safe. You don't have to go out, don't go out sort of thing. So they did a fantastic job with that. And I would encourage companies to do things that way to, of course, like Alex, you mentioned, if you're going to put out some sort of email blast or something of that nature, you want to engage that audience just to make sure that you're covering all the bases you need to cover and that it will read correctly to the intended audience. But I do encourage when you see those things happening in the news and everything like that, that you're telling your, your social media managers or whatever, that, you know, this might be a good opportunity for us to let our employees know that we don't just to remind them that we don't stand for this that we value them and that this how they identify is not what we take into consideration when considering their performance or whether they belong with the company. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And especially when, you know, there are things in the news that can be triggering, that can be, you know, that can bring back really bad memories and or can remind you that, you know, you are a minority in this world. You know, it's nice to have that reassurance from the people you work for. For sure. 
what advice i feel like we all everyone on this call has been in the workforce for a while what advice would you give a younger professional lgbtq professional starting out and they are struggling to find their place and possibly their identity in the workplace so first i the advice i would have is ask yourself what your job means to you and you know realize that everyone's needs in their job are going to be different. No two people are the same. You know, for some, it's just a place to make your money and that's it. But if you really want to thrive in your career, it's best to have that kind of assurance that your identity as a whole is going to be appreciated. And that's just going to foster an environment for having the support to launch a career in the direction you want it to go. And depending on the environment that you're in, you just see if you can find a support group and look, find role models in your company that you know, demonstrate to you that, you know, hey, there are some role models here, someone to look up to, someone that has carved their career, their pathway in that organization and be like, hey, well, you know, I can do this too. They did it. So can I. Um, another thing I would say is develop your own vibe check and you have to be able to learn your environments and know who can come into your circle. And it's not easy. You're going to have to talk to people over and over and over again to see who really belongs in your circle. And once you form that circle, you still have to uh, remain on guard who you let in that circle and monitor what information goes in and out of that circle. So it you just got to find your own way to navigate that environment. And the better you become at that, the more success you're going to have. And you know it, it is a little burdensome that you have to navigate your, the workplace and the world in ways that, you know, straight people do not but that, that's just it's playing the game like we've all been saying yeah so some people are lucky and there are no landmines around and it's all unicorns and rainbows but for others it's not but it's just such a predicament the what, what you can end up in, in in terms of the job or organization so just learn your environment mm -hmm. and make the best of it as you can right yeah, and I really did want to stress what Grant said about developing your own vibe check, your own sort of like litmus test to see, you know, is it safe to talk about these things around these people? You know, is my coworker a safe person to talk to? And, you know, it starts off with simple things like, you know, my, even if you were to say like my partner, if you, the person you're talking to like side eyes you, you're like, oh, this may not be a safe person to talk to about like LGBTQ ish or say you know like say like eric you were to report your partner has by like a gender neutral pronoun like they them and you know if they like start asking a bunch of questions like like oh are there two of them or like what does this mean or like do they use uh, this pronoun doesn't make sense like what does like then you kind of like have a better sense of where they stand on the issue or like how much of it they understand but yeah, I feel like, you know, you got to start small and then, you know, if they can't like pass the vibe check on the small stuff, then, you know, you know, they're not a safe person to talk to about the big stuff. Right. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I agree with especially finding your tribe at work or at least people that you feel comfortable if you're like me and you're minimal. It's like bare minimum communication. <laughs> at least, you know, people who you can go to and if you're wanting to seek development or what have you, I will say too, 
on the side of if you're just struggling to kind of find your place and your identity, I go to therapy and I have no shame in that. I would go to therapy for the rest of my life. I have no issue with that because we live in a world that constantly, constantly tries to convince us that we are worthless human beings and that we're everything that's wrong with society and everything like that. And so most, most of the time, like myself, I can kind of push that to the side and go, okay, whatever, y'all are crazy. But you do have those days where you get really caught up in work and you begin to tie your self-worth to how you're performing at work. And I encourage people to, number one, don't do that. And <laughs> number two, like if you're if you're really caught up in that and you're really just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I belong here. I just don't know what's going on. To really maybe I I recommend going to therapy. I go to therapy when I feel that way. And it's really helpful to get someone to kind of break that down and separate all those components that are going on at that time and give you kind of another perspective on things, either that or someone that you really trust at work, like we've mentioned, that you can go to and go, I just, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Sometimes you can't go to your supervisor. Maybe you don't get one-on-ones every week. And, or maybe your supervisor is just an asshole and you don't feel comfortable talking to them anyway. You know, like we've mentioned, find your tribe. And I also recommend there's nothing wrong with going to therapy over work stuff at all or in general. Sometimes you just need to talk to someone who is completely someone you do not know and who is professional at breaking these things down for us so that you can kind of like I mentioned, get that perspective and you can start to hone in on what's going on and what it is that you want for yourself. And then you can move on and go from there. So that's really my recommendation there. Yeah. And I think, you know, back on what you said, you know, thinking about what you want and homing in on that. You know, I remember in my early 20s, I was so concerned about playing the game, you know, like just drinking the Kool-Aid, trying to fit in with all these like, you know, straight white male executives. But now it's like, now that I am writing full time, you know, working with editors who value my voice, who value what I bring mm-hmm. to the table, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to talk about things like I'm going to use like gender neutral terms like partner or they them when I'm talking about my partner or, you know, I'm going to, you know, be I'm going to talk about like doing stuff like going to pride and, you know, you hired me because of what I brought to the table because of my voice, because of what sets me apart. So, you know, I, I'm not going to water myself down. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm going to be, you know, talking about, you know, getting drunk all the time or like, you know, my sex capades and all mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I'm going to talk about the same things any straight person would talk about. Like girls are like, oh, my husband did this or, you know, my wife and I went on a date to that sushi place last night. You know, I just want to be able to carry on normal conversation as anyone else would. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to The Demetrius Show. Reviews of this show help expand my audience size and reach new listeners. So be sure to rate it on your preferred listening platform so more people can know about it. Also, if you really love this show, be sure to subscribe to my email list so you can be the first to get news and updates about the podcast and more. And as always, be kind to yourself, be safe, and until next time.